Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. And what we have to do is first be humble in the fact that there's so much out there that we do not know. And in that humility, be able to take a step back and allow to allow multiple voices and spaces to speak into the things that we are working to do. Because again, our voice isn't the only voice. Our experience is not the only experience. So how do we create the environment to open up the doors and allow that type of feedback and voice to speak into what we're currently doing and working to do to create that inclusive space? Mic check, mic check. Welcome to On The Mic with Ray White, where we share life lessons, encourage self-reflection, and equip you to take action. My name is Ray White, and I am juiced that you're taking time to listen to this episode today. And I'm hyped because we are continuing to talk about how do we claim DE&I, claim diversity, equity, and inclusion into our leadership and organizational strategies. And if you haven't heard yet, I have an introduction episode that talks about what claim DEI means and also the first C, which we could, how do we communicate DEI within our organization institutions and providing some thought processes and perspectives for you to do that as well. Those two episodes are dropped now. You can find those in the show notes. But today we're going to continue on through our acronym of claim. DE&I within our institutions by talking about LEARN. How do we gauge the learning process and experience when it comes to our own understanding and then organizationally, how do we create that as an opportunity for others as well? And it's important that we work to claim DE&I because again, we don't want to necessarily just talk about the strategies. We don't want to talk about what we want to do or have these aspirational goals to create these equitable, inclusive spaces in our statements and in our philosophies. We want to be able to take action. We want to see movement. We want to see uh, true change that happens through our actions and behaviors as a leadership and as an institution. And I do recognize that these types of changes aren't going to happen overnight, but it does take intentional and it takes intentional effort every day to work and navigate what this looks like for you. And it's not going to happen uh, <laughs> it's not going to happen with a flip of a switch or a snap of a finger. And it's not going to happen overnight. So diligently taking the steps necessary to claim DEI is going to be part of everything that we do. And in this short episodes that I'm doing about this uh, is not expected to happen again today, but it's going to be an ongoing journey in our own leadership development and organizational development as well. So let's talk about learning. Learning is one of the things that we have the most control over when it comes to our ability to grow as a human being, right? We have to be able to recognize that what we know today is not all that we know, and we can always grow in our capacity to know and learn more. So if we even think about just our own, uh, how you've grown in our maturity as a people and as a person, you may, what what you knew yesterday is, uh, you know, way more than you did today than you do yesterday, right? You know way more than you did 10 years ago uh, today than you did 10 years ago. Uh, we all, most of us have gone through the education system in some level, shape, way, way, shape, or form. And every level we graduate to something new. We, every day we show up, we read the books or maybe not read the books. <laughs> we do the homework, we do the assignments, we have discussions and dialogues with those around us just to expand our knowledge and awareness. And then once we have that, 
we then are able to take that forth with us as we compound upon the lessons that we are learning along the way. And that is needs to be a similar perspective when it comes to understanding the cultures, the identities, the uh, communities that are situated in our society uh, and how low and how they have been represented or lack not represented, how, how they are seen, felt, heard or not seen, felt or heard in our in our spaces. And if with us, if we have positional power and even more so influential power to help make the change in that, how do we understand what those perspectives are? and then provide some steps in tangible ways to make that happen and make that show up in spaces where it's not. And all that is centered on their ability to learn. We have to be open to learn something that's brand new to us. <laughs> be open to expanding our worldview in a way that is beyond what we've experienced and what we've uh, ex uh, understood. Um, and that's how we are going to get better. We gotta uh, practice those things. And I, I reflect on my, I remember in college, uh, one of the things that I, you know, I know a little bit about the Black experience. I know a little bit about my identity in that regard, but I did not know a lot about the Indigenous community and the Indigenous population, uh, especially here in the city of uh, Salem, Salem, Oregon. And in my education of understanding the indigenous population that was already here and present <laughs> beyond the, the pilgrims uh, story and beyond, you know, with the stereotypical Pocahontas and all those types of things, which all I have a very terrible caricature of the uh, indigenous experience, but really, truly engaging and understanding through how the indigenous population has uh, lived and survived and thrived in the Oregon uh, community, and as well as just the the pain and trauma and hurt that they have gone through in order just to be uh, seen as sovereign within our within the government, right, and and be able to have their own autonomy and be able to have uh, the ability to own, take ownership over the areas that was once theirs um, and and have been stolen from them in that way. And those are types of things that uh, I was through the through my university experience was able to grasp and understand um, or to be able to know and see through reading literature that was written by uh, indigenous authors, being able to engage in indigenous communities such as volunteering at one of the neighboring border school boarding schools high schools that we have here in our in our city uh, and just being in conversation and being in relationship in that way and, and providing more inputs to help fuel and understand and that has been very beneficial as i'm navigating through my spaces in in our community to recognize that uh, the indigenous what's the indigenous voice when it comes to our ability to create social change or create uh, more inclusive opportunities um, because that can all, all easily be missed in in my ability to lead and my ability to understand and navigate and grow uh, our community as a as a whole and what i would hope that uh, for you as a leader of, our, of your institution right, as a leader in our community you are taking into account that there are multiple voices that have been vocal and also voices that have not been vocal. There are multiple identities that are very present and seen through either ethnicity or 
gender or sexual orientation or even class and economic status, but there are also identities that are unseen, such as the the large conversation within the mental health space or there are uh, those uh, those who have varying disabilities that are unseen to the to the outwardly apparent or even experiences lived experiences that may not be as uh, outwardly spoken and need to be in part of the way that we approach uh, their ability to be inclusive with the people in our communities all that takes learning <laughs> and what we have to do is first be humble in the fact that there's so much out there that we do not know and in that humility be able to take a step back and allow to allow multiple voices and spaces to speak into the things that we are working to do because again our voice isn't the only voice our experience is not the only experience so how do we create the environment to open up the doors and allow that type of feedback and voice to speak into what we're currently doing and working to do to create an inclusive space and we well, another thing we got to do is read some books <laughs> expand your library a little bit expand it just a tad and by a tad i mean a whole lot by thinking through who's on your shelf what are what are the stories that you're taking in on a regular basis and we can use books we can use media we can expand it to media but what is the media that you are in taking in that is expanding your perspective and worldview and how are you not only just reading it, but but take putting some of those lessons and knowledge into action as you are taking strategic steps to to implement a strategy or to create a work effort that is going to be impacting the people that you're serving. And if you have some level of awareness of the type of voices or type of experiences that are outside of the quote unquote social norm that you're a part of, that it can help it at least taking a pause to say, we have we considered this individual? How have we considered this identity? Having books is a key thing to help you in that in that perspective. Have, reading authors who are sharing stories that are beyond your lived experience can be beneficial from a worldview opening perspective. And building relationships with others, especially those who do not share the same social identity in a humble way can open up ways to understand the lived experiences of those that are not your own. And that can be really difficult because we do have a tendency, you know, personally have a tendency to see my truth as the truth, <laughs> but we have to be comfortable knowing that other people have different truths as well. well how I see a, a room, a space is going to be completely different how somebody else sees that room or space. How I see an organizational board and the way that the board is made up, the, the board of directors is made up and how decisions are made is going to be completely different than how somebody else sees it. That difference doesn't have to be a barrier. That difference can be a curiosity point to open the door to say, oh, that's that's unique. How does that perspective help in the way that we shape our spaces? So opening up the doors and having relationships with people, and that also helps in putting a name and a face to the work that we are doing and not letting it seem just as a number or a caricature based upon a stereotypical characteristics of a particular people group. Because I know the, because because I have a name and because I have a face to somebody who is experiencing a particular lived experience that contextualizes and and uh, brings in the humanity element to the to the work and the people that I am working to engage with. So as I am navigating 
those who may be unhoused or as I'm navigating those who are in the elite privileged, right? Like being able to have a name and a face and know the relationships of, of those people who are, who have those lived experiences helps me to understand that there is a, there's a voice and a world here that I would want to make sure that they are included and incorporated and help advance equity, especially for those who have not experienced that level of uh, opportunity in the past. So the books and the relationships that we have and constantly reading and reflecting on how those things impact what I'm doing is true and key and important and our own individual perspectives of learning learning how to apply these diversity, equity, inclusion concepts into our day-to-day -day and our leadership practices. So then as we broaden that out to institutional level, we have to recognize that institutionally, there are going to be systems and ways that we will want to develop this learning practice as a part of our opportunities. So yes, we say that we want to build an inclusive community or we want to create an equitable belonging workplace culture, but learning what that looks like personally helps in your own individual actions. And then you can even broaden that out by making your learning public. Tell the people around you, hey, I'm reading this book on how to be an advocate as a leader within my space. And this is what I'm learning in that and that, <laughs> you know, uh, Practicing that level of vulnerability shows that shows others that you are working to get this done too, or you're working to advance and equip yourself with this knowledge, thinking about the other people in mind, putting other people in mind. And you can invite other people into that journey of learning as well by creating book groups or creating uh, more spaces where that dialogue is happening on a regular basis. You can also invite speakers and consultants into your workspace as well, just to provide either a, a, an additional voice or enhance the voices that are that are in the works when it comes to implementing this DEI uh, culture. So now, you know, if you recognize that racial diversity or racial inequality is something that is happening within your workspaces, or you see another system in equity where you, the our ability to service people who have uh, an, an hearing, who are hearing impaired, or if you recognize that we have a system in equity where the type of the language, we have language barriers when it comes to customers having access to the work that we are doing, you can always bring in somebody in who is an expert in that field and speak to the ways in which that a particular community is experiencing this and finding ways to implement that, that level of tactics and practice within your work. And that helps in your learning too, because not only you're bringing awareness, but then you're also putting action behind it and saying, uh, now that I know, here's how I can start the process, this journey to put this into works and then tweak and change to make it better as we move forward. Last of the many things that we can do is to reach out and have strategic community, reach out to our community for strategic partnerships and engaging those who are servicing, uh, who are servicing identities that we want to incorporate as a part of our institution. So how are you going out and talking to the service provider who is serving the unhoused community? One, building relationships and understanding what they see in their needs, but also two, how do you create a bridge and a pathway to provide either more services or volunteers or be able to say, we want to make sure that the people that you're supporting also has a place here within my space too. And this is how we want to create that strategic partnership. Um, 
these types of things can can help in our ability to increase our knowledge and by increasing our knowledge knowing that the knowledge will constantly increase right like we are we should be continuous learners in this space of creating a de a diversity a diverse equitable and inclusive space we want to be continuous learners in providing more representation access and equity to those who have not experienced that within within our space and by doing so allows us to know that our journey is ongoing and we will constantly bump our heads stub our toes do something wrong but in the midst of doing things wrong we will also do things right and in both levels being able to take a step back and reflect on what we are doing what is working what is not working and then how do we then take what is working to put it to feel it to continue to take action and where we're trying to go for the people that we're trying to serve and we'll keep talking about the ways that we can assess infuse and measure on the latter half of the claim acronym but the first two especially how we communicate and how we learn are truly key in our ability to show up to practice humility to practice curiosity to have a lens of seeing others and in, in their human form and our own desire and grace to show up and say this is how i want to support and provide a better community for you and for others to thrive in this space so we got to learn we got to keep learning learning doesn't stop it don't, don't can't stop won't stop <laughs> so keep that learning going as a part of your practice and if you're sitting here thinking i really want to continue my learning and i'm unsure of what exactly i should be learning or how to learn i actually created a, a video a while back it's very short real that talks about some of the books that i find really intriguing uh especially in the racial diversity but creating an equitable workspace that i will share with you all um I'll, I'll share that list you could drop that in, i'll drop it in the link of that in the show notes but if you're also looking to uh intentionally put in put this learning into practice with it whether within yourself or within your organizational leadership team uh, i have a link in the show notes where you can fill out a an inquiry form that can allow us at least a conversation to understand what are the diversity equity inclusive concepts that you're looking to learn more intentionally and how can we develop a plan to continue that learning and have that learning be implemented in the work that you are doing as well because again i want to see y'all win so if you follow that link it offers an opportunity for us to have a conversation of how you can claim the learning within the dei space in your leadership and in your organization and we can create a process to help you support that as well and talk about what ways that we can make sure that happens in a way that is sustainable Thank you all for listening. Continue to learn about what DEI means to you. Learn how learn about the people around you and who you're working with and find a way to implement your learning in your leadership, in your practices, in your policies, and the way that you lead in your organizations. So I'm excited for you all. I'm excited for the work that we're continuing to do. And we continue to share your story with others. And I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. <laughs>